you want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and fees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more, missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone, one big law and order marathon. Thursday, am I right? Is it Thursday? Aaron? Yes, sir. All right, Thursday. Never really record on Thursday at this time. This is the Road Stories Podcast with your host, Murray Valeriano. We're part of the All Things Comedy Network. What's going on at All Things Comedy this week, Aaron? Um, we've got Al's special. Oh, that's... Uh, Shrimp and Ain't Easy. It's coming out on Showtime next Friday. On May 5th, 5th. right? Yeah. Because they made him put it out on Cinco de Mayo? <laughs> I don't know if that's Shrimp fact, decons. but it <laughs> does work out. <laughs> okay. Oh, appropriate. That's Al Madrigal, right? Yes, Al, Al Madrigal. Um, my boss. Your boss. My boss, kind of, if you think about it. Yeah. Uh, that's it? I mean, that's huge. I mean, <laughs> we have a new podcast. Uh, Nick Youssef launched another one called Nick America. All right. That just launched, and then we got a bunch of shows at PodFest. Why didn't he call it Nick Colon? Like a Nick Colon? We need Nick your colon? I don't think that's a thing people say. No, it's not? No. I don't <laughs> okay. think, I don't... <laughs> Wait, who's going to PodFest this year? I haven't heard if I'm back again or not. Uh, well, so far announced um, making its debut is the Bill Burr's Bill Monday, Burr's Monday morning. That's great. Yeah, that's what huge. else? All right. Anybody else? I'm comedy sure film nerds. Fees, comedy film nerds. Yeah, the usual suspects, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm hoping for my regular Friday night slot again this year. Uh, mm-hmm. It's always a blast. Look forward to it. It was one of the most downloaded episodes of the PodFest, of the actual, of the whole festival. Wow. Uh, my episode last year with- I don't with, know how you find that out, but all right. The, the producer Tabitha told me. He oh. kept calling it in. Yeah, yeah all right. Take it down. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't That's know. Right. Who, it was a fun show. It was a sure. good show. And we had more than more uh, more audience than Bill Hader. Yeah. Because well, I was up against Bill Hader, so and I was right. really worried about it. Wow. <laughs> but he's nice. All right. So real quick. This is the last time you're going to hear about it, but May 4th, Jewel Box Theater. I will be headlining with Cara Rossellini and uh, Mary Gallagher in Seattle. Get your tickets now at therendezvous.rocks. Uh, go to the calendar, May 4th. Uh, get your tickets there. I'm looking forward to meeting some Road Stories listeners. I'm looking forward to meeting new people and all that other noise. May 4th. Star Wars Day. Star Wars Day. There you go. The day before Al Madrigal special comes out. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to spend the day in Seattle on Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, that's a that's a hotbed of Latinx. And actually, you know what? <laughs> it's a real good spot that you want to be in. It's like when I think of tacos and burritos, Seattle is the spot that I want to I go to. Of, yeah, actually, there's a Fraser lot of people Cream. there. Are there? Yes. Well, I guess Who else whenever going to fish and bring that. Food yeah, in that's there. the thing. Any any place needs picking or cleaning, you're going to find Mexicans. So uh, yeah. Seattle is. Close enough for them to get to, yeah. Uh, let's get some introductions before I get shut down for being racist. <laughs> <laughs> I can say whatever I want. These are my people. <laughs> I, I, uh, welcome back I, I to the Trump people. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, joining me today, a couple uh, a couple of guys I'm looking forward to talking to. Uh, Rick Ramos, yeah. who I met doing Steve Maison's uh, podcast, Comedian Steve Maison. What's yeah, this the, called? Uh, the Maison Movie Club. The Maison Movie Club, yeah. where we talked about... Uh, 
We talked about Python, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. We talked about... Uh... And yet you won't see chips. What is wrong with you? Because chips is a piece of shit. There's no way I'm going to go see that. <laughs> I can't believe There's you. no way. Look, it's but an investment of... on the airplane It's an investment better. of time as well as like... like a, there's a spiritual unhealing that goes on in a process like that. I'm not going to go see chips. I'm not going to go see it. Oh, you compared chips... To Monty Python? No, I thought he. Oh, I thought you said uh, like Python on a plane. Or no, I love oh. Python, but but chips. Are, are, you are you thinking snakes no. on a plane? Yeah, snakes oh, on a right. plane. Snakes right. on a plane is a whole other problem. Have you started drinking? Before <laughs> this? <laughs> All right, and joining us is a guy I met in the lobby five minutes ago, and I always love having new comics on here. And technically, both of you are new to the show, yeah. so thank you for coming. And that is Franchi San Pedro. Yep. Is that right? right? Yes, that's, that's correct. Right. That's an amazing name. Thank you. Aaron, why don't you have a cooler name? I mean, Brungart rocks, right? <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's How do you not say too bad. That? Brungart? Brungart, yeah. Brungart. Oh. Yeah. Brungart, nice. I had one of those yesterday. Mm. Gave me an ingestion. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Speaking of the Ooh, mic, oh. Franchi. Mm. Unless you make another joke like that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, so what's going on, guys? How's everybody doing? Oh, it's a really, you know, it's, a, it's getting hot in... Uh, in Los Angeles, I mean uh, that that beautiful little cold, wonderful winter, rainy winter that we had that that we've been that we've been denied for so long is now gone. The heat is back. I'm miserable. I can't deal with it anymore. It's not fat man weather. I'm about to lose my mind, but I'm glad that this place is air conditioned. So <laughs> I'm thrilled to be here. And you know, uh, I brought a good friend of mine. This uh, Franchi. I've been how long have we known each other? About 15 years now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, coming out of the real the the shithole bars, the Mexican rooms, the nightmares, the oh, what are know, Mexican rooms? Mexican rooms are like anything that is east of Los Angeles. Any place they play the Raiders on Saturday. Oh okay. God, yeah, where you have <laughs> to go on after a Raiders game and you got bald heads and tattoos and it's just like like real Mexican spots that are just like in prison homes like Chewy. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, Elote, yeah. <laughs> biker gangs, that kind of stuff. I mean, we've. We've seen some nightmare spots, and oh, yeah. we recently, survived them. Recently, yeah. we just did we did a show. Well, I did Which it one was separately. That? You, uh, oh, the porch. Yeah, the outside. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the Riverside? No, no, oh. in La Habra. I in think La it was. It was La Habra. And it's right behind a bunch of body shops. Uh huh. <laughs> what a shithole that place <laughs> was. <laughs> it, it was fun though. I liked it. Yeah, it was a good time, and they you know, know the audience was appreciative. But <laughs> <laughs> they were a they. It was three o'clock in the afternoon. Outside. Oh, Three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Afternoon, because it's a Canada. You have shows in Canada at two o'clock uh, matinee. So that's the last time I did a two o'clock show. But this is California. I know. All right. That's I wasn't that high. That's the comparison. So, <laughs> but it's just a bunch of gangbanger looking people, right? And they're just mm-hmm. going to make me laugh. And it's just, like, <laughs> I did it one day. He came with me, and yep. yet he came back to oh. do it by himself. And I went and did it. Uh, I think I did it last Saturday. Saturday. And it's just, it's it's bad because it's it's you're on a porch, you're in the you're in the sun. Right. It's eighty five degrees out there. People are drunk yeah. and they're just drinking and they're sweating. And you're just up there like God. What you know? I had fun. What, yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, really had, did. I, I had, had fun. But I, yeah, but at some point you got to ask yourself, how the fuck did I get here? How did my career get to this? <laughs> you know, I mean, it was supposed to be more than this, and I'm playing a See, fucking that's why porch. You're miserable. You're always miserable. Of course I'm miserable be because I want more. <laughs> of course I. I have no career. You, you, yes, you do. I, I got a shitty career. Well, I know a lot of comics oh. that went back to where they came from. They were better than you. 
Wow, Wait, that's, that's fucking big letters. No, how could you not mean it that way? Now I got to step in here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> different. All right. I'll let you Better comics that were more talented that said, no, I can't do it. And yet Ramos, being the fucking oblivious cunt that he is, is still fighting and still pushing forward. Because I appreciate you have what that. it takes. These oh, people I do. Yeah, have that it. I do. That you I do. know what? It's a marathon. It's not a sprint, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but doesn't even, it? And you were saying you were miserable. Because it's hot. You were miserable when it was raining. Well, I'm miserable no matter what. No, see, you know what? what I, I've, I've heard the analogy, the 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 marathon, not the sprint, but right. we've got to all come to, to certain terms. Like, we're all over 40, which doesn't seem to be the most favorable demographic Look at Rod, in this business. Fine. Yeah, but right. that's one guy. But that's one fucking that. guy. Why are you always worried about that? You're always worried about that. Worry about other things. It like pisses me off because when from? when I go into a room and try to connect with an audience and they're all 25 years and younger, but they it's love like, you. No, they don't. Not always. I, I see them. They tell oh, me. Oh no, love those you. fucking fucks. Say they, they're just miserable. <laughs> when you're on stage, they come up to me and go, "What? Well, this guy's good. This guy's lion good. motherfucker. You are no. a lion bastard. This guy's good. This is not true. This is the you're, best guy my dad's age I've ever seen." Uh, That's so the saddest thing is that my I father. am. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I uh, you don't look that old. Now. I'm 42. You don't um, look that old. I'm no, I'm, I'm old. I'm, uh, you know what? I feel you know what? old. Try, I feel you tired. Don't, I feel don't, angry. Don't, don't complain to me about connecting to. Uh, I had to do. I was doing uh, all uh, dad material uh, at mm-hmm. the time, and I had to do a military full of 18 year old guys. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to connect on dad you material, know, and none around. of them were. Yeah, I'm older, than and it was great. So suck it, Ramos. Exactly. I know. Thank I know. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you, you, you work with what you have. You got to make them understand you're the where you're coming from. Happening right now. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I went. So I, quinceanera. Quinceanera, the, that's a sixteen-year-old birthday. Fifteen. Party? Yeah, it's 15. a fifteen-year-old whore coming to age kind of thing. It's oh, a, it's God, a, that's that's become, not true. That is true. No, my sisters were never that way. Wow, you know they, they were just, at twelve. They maybe, don't do that in 15. Cuba. They don't do that. That's a fucking Mexican thing, you lying bitch. No, wait, are you Cuban? Yes, I'm Cuban. All right, yeah, and you're Mexican. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention all that stuff. Yeah, Mexican, Cuban. Yeah, because right. we were all saying racist stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought, that, I, that thought makes I was it okay. very diverse, man, because I headlined Rudy Moreno's uh, Latino night at the Ice House. Mm-hmm. I never, I thought, oh, yeah, Mexicans love me. I never dreamed of doing a <laughs> 13th Street Kings oh, my <laughs> or God, whatever you gang. Go. I mean, some of the places. I mean, I, I remember doing a, um, I, do, I did a, a spot. It was like a Jarhead bar out there in 29 Palms. Now, 29 uh-huh. Palms, I you thought, was that, a casino. People that defend our our country, that's well, what you Jarhead, call Jarheads. yeah. No, no, I don't Isn't that what they're called? No, no, they're not. Marines, right? No, yeah, no, Marines no. are called Jarheads. Marines, Marines are called Jarheads. I'm not being insulting. If I wanted to be insulting, I would be insulting. Oh, so you'd be insulting to them? I would be insulting if I felt like being insulting. Appropriately, I don't feel like being insulting. But I go out there and I do this, and apparently the, the, the producer hadn't told me that a biker gang had rented out the room. Uh-huh. So I was up there <laughs> with a major biker gang. And th- when you play the bikers, Mongols? yeah, I, I'm not going to say okay. who they were, but okay. they were, they were, they were frightening. Okay. They were terrifying. It was a very you big, know? Uh, they were dressed in very green. Very big Mexican. A lot of green. Mexican biker Mexican gang. biker gang. You know, there's only about two or three of them. And I think they're the main ones. So uh, you keep stealing bikes from each other. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> you got to cover the spread. I mean, that, that's, that's what those guys are about. I, I just remember being scared out of my mind and drinking I, I must have had about four I must have had about five or six beers before I went on stage uh-huh. oh nice and I had about uh, five or six shots after I 
after I got off. Right. I mean, not during the set. I'm just going to switch my headphones no, go and continue ahead. talking. Yeah. So, but, the, but the scariest thing was I couldn't get drunk. I was so scared and the adrenaline was pumping so fast through the body that I was like, I couldn't get drunk. It was just the fear. And I remember telling my buddy, I said, here are my keys. When I get to this joke, go outside. Get the car started because we're getting the fuck out of here. Because <laughs> right. this is, I don't, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to do badly in front of these guys, but I didn't want to do well enough that they wanted to hang out with me afterwards either. Yeah, that's because, a, there's a thin line. Yeah, where you got to just kind of do it. Oh, and yeah. do it just enough to not get your ass kicked and just exactly. not, not good enough to be, hey, let me buy you a drink and you then get your ass kicked if they say them. no. And, and, and here's, yeah, you see, the problem is that we've all done rooms like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just you don't keep, need to be a biker gang. But I stay there. That's my problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that is your problem. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, hanging out with this guy, because we, were we in, do uh, rooms. Where, where were we that, la- that last week? I was in New Orleans. You were no, 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 no. Were... A couple of weeks ago, that last spot where you got shit face drunk. Oh, I don't remember. I was drunk. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Where, oh, where was it? Downey. Downey. I think it was Downey, and he. I was. I just. I can. I. I oh. Downey, birthplace of the Carpenters. No, wait a Am minute. I right? No shit. Really? really? So, can you look that up, Aaron? Wow, that was a whole. Well, they must have had many markets she could have was... eaten at. <laughs> uh, that's the fault. So, no, it was. Um, it was Downey. Yeah, but whose room was it? It was. I don't, it was uh, Walter Reyes. Yeah, Walter Reyes. Great room. All right. Great atmosphere. Like I said, don't Looks... say names that I'm going to have to bleep later. No, no, no. no there's <laughs> nothing wrong. No, Walter, okay. He's a Walter's good guy. Great. I don't good know guy. It's just like you said, Rudy. Bleep it. Right. Um, <laughs> Rudy Go Moreno. Everybody. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go on. Walter so Reyes' room. It's Downey. a great room. It's just started. Mm. But it looks. It never was. But it looked like a strip joint when you walked in. It was yeah. well lit. You right. Know? A lot of mirrors. A lot of poles. mirrors. I'm sitting there going. And the girls that were waiting looked like they might have been stripped. They looked a little time. bit damaged. Yeah. Yeah. These Are you sure this good. wasn't a strip club? It wasn't a strip was, club. I, we asked yeah, about you ever it. ever walked into a place that back in the uh, 80s, mm-hmm. late 80s, um, another comic who's really young and now he's, he's pretty well established. Uh-huh. I used to hire him. I didn't realize he was 16 at the time. I thought <laughs> he was a little older. But this lady used to open up uh, comedy rooms for like a month just so she could get her license and then they, they became strip joints in Riverside. Area. Wait, to get her license to open a strip club? No, to get her liquor license. Oh, to get her, okay. It was a comedy room. As soon as she got that liquor license, boom. Strip club. Strip club. Oh, interesting. So we'd walk in and there'd be a strip pole right in the middle of the stage and she goes, don't pay attention to that. Seriously. <laughs> 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 and that, this one comic... She told us, don't touch the pole. Don't make any kind of reference to the pole. First thing he does, start swinging on the pole like a chick. <laughs> How could you, you not? Know, you know, yeah. If you're going to put it there, you know, comics going to go for, you know, go for the obvious. You got it. You got to address you, the use, in the use, room. use what you're given. Exactly. Exactly. Crunchy, exactly. Well, I, I used it, but I, you know, <laughs> I it that way. No, but it. Where the we carpenters at? were born in New Haven, Connecticut, but uh, by the time they moved out here, Karen went to high school in Downey. Boom. Downey. Boom. Downey. Now we know. Carpenters. <laughs> what did her brother do? <laughs> <laughs> just watch. Just, yeah. Oh. Karen, eat a cracker. So, wait, you were telling me in the lobby about one of yous. One of yous? New Mexico. One of yous, yeah. New Mexico. Oh, yeah, because oh, yeah. I'm going to New Mexico. Yes. Oh. Yeah. You're going to the spot. old... There was a booker there. It's still there. Right. And back in the day, he'd hire you. And at the end of the gig, he'd go uh, say things like, oh, I didn't make any money, so uh, I can't pay you anything. Well, 
we were coming back from Maine. We had done a whole road trip. I had, Jeez. A, had an RV. Wow. And we pull into this place, and we do like seven shows at the El Rey over there in, in New Mexico, in um, eh, whatever city it was. Mm-hmm. And he, he tells us, we can't pay you. And I go, oh. But you can come back and get some food. So we went back to his place. I took his stereo, his TV. <laughs> I took his bed. His bed? Anything I could How put in How do you sneak out with a bed? I didn't sneak out. <laughs> I just told him what I was doing. You get, can't pay me? You get this all back when you pay me. Oh, wow. So wow. then I sold, you know, I gave the bed away to some homeless people. <laughs> and I sold the TV and stuff and got gas in the right. RV. Two weeks later, he calls me up. Hey, you want to work next week? <laughs> <laughs> I worked for him for like five years. Right. Because I said the boundaries, he never messed me sure, up. Sure, sure. He did a lot of stuff for other people that messed him up. Real? How did he stay in for because so long? Because he was like one of these grandiose guys. He, you always feel sorry for him because uh-huh. it looked like he was going to cry. Yeah. Right. He's a, a big, uh, what's that old show? Uh, CHP? With well, the, CHP? Uh, what are you yeah, talking uh, about? Jeff Chips? No, no, way well, before that. What are you talking about? Uh, 56... Uh, Oldsmobile used to drive Robert. Uh, Robert Urich? No, Robert. Um, what are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, man? You talking about the Carpenters? No, oh. <laughs> that was Downey. <laughs> oh right, right. We're in New Mexico. Anyway, he's a big, heavy set guy. Okay. And every time he'd eat, he's just Ironside. Shredded. No, it's right. uh, Jake. Oh, and William the fat Conrad. Man. Jake and the Fat Man. Yeah, Matt, William Conrad. Oh, is that who that was? Yeah. That's William Conrad. Yeah. Yeah. What? But no, no, he was on a CHP show. You know, like the. The Highway Patrol. I don't remember this. Don't remember the old no, show. No, it was way before us. But uh, we yeah. saw things when we were kids. I don't remember oh, this you didn't shit. Anything because you're miserable when you're. Gee, a kid. it's a shame right. we don't have something in our hands that can look this up, mm-hmm. so we can find out and move on. I turn, I turn mine off. Matthew because... Broderick, his father. I don't know who the fuck Matthew Broderick's father is. <laughs> so wait, <laughs> look so it up Matthew on your Broderick's phone. father stiffed you out of a gig in New Mexico? Yes, he is did. that what I'm he getting? Did. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. No, but I mean. One time we left, he paid us. He called the cops on us, said that we robbed the place. We got pulled over on the outside of Albuquerque. Really? Oh, yes, really. I'm so excited to go to New Mexico. Oh, you can't wait. <laughs> if you see this guy, kick him. Right in the nuts. <laughs> this is from Fonchi San Pedro. Oh, does oh he, he still use have my, my name, but I can't have my use his? <laughs> Um, you know, well, there was that. Did you? There was that Booker out of the East Coast who was. I never worked for him. I think he's a real low-level Booker. Who would change his company name mm-hmm. because he would screw people over all the yeah. time. And he recently got popped for, he's like, uh, hey, I'm booking, let's say Al Madrigal because mm-hmm. his name just came out. Hey, I, 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 you know, I booked Al Madrigal, you know, a company calls him. He says, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll get you Al Madrigal, Al Madrigal, Al Madrigal. I had my braces adjusted today. I'm sorry. Al Madrigal for $2,000. Yeah. Okay, great. Day before, he calls the booker, or he calls the comp, uh, the gig and says, you know what, Al had a death in the family. Um, I'm sorry, but uh, we got Rick Ramos coming in to cover for him. Yeah. Oh, okay, we're so sorry. And then he pays you 100 bucks and pockets the $1,900. Yeah, that's what they do, the bastards. Now, who was it? I don't know. I no, don't know. Who's who the fat man? Yeah, it's uh, Broderick Crawford. That's not Mike. That's not Matthew Broderick's father, you no. stupid fuck. That's not that, Broderick Crawford. It's Cindy Crawford's father. No, shut up. Fuck. Shut up, goddammit. Uh, oh, All I right, swear to God. There's a lot of anger in this room here. Are we going to have This is no No, I'm going to have to light some sage in here or something. Did Kara leave? She's a hippie. She can get in here and namaste. No, you know what? I've I've angry Mexicans. One angry Mexican. Yeah, I'm Cuban. It's different. All right. No, no. I've I had a We swim here. You swim in New York. We swim a shorter distance that's all 
Oh, really? And tunnel. We do a lot of tunneling. Yeah. You're, you're anyway. Little gophers. <laughs> little Mexican gophers. Oh, how do you say how do you say gopher in Spanish? Uh, oh. Gopher? No, stupid. That's what? French. Really? Hedgehog? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, animal? Hog de tierra? What, no, what is it? I, I don't know. It is. You messed me up. Uh, un, tos, un topo. Un topo? A topo. Mm-hmm. A gopher is a topo. Isn't that a Hodorowski movie? Anyway, um, you really did. Anyway, wow, you really, you really tried to go highbrow when we no, were I'm really yeah, low. Exactly. <laughs> That's why my career is where it's at. No. <laughs> No, there's no, other you know reasons. What, there's other reasons. Oh, there's a lot of reasons, but that's just one of the many. No, you know, when you're dealing with bookers and you know they're trying to fuck you, it's really difficult because because a lot of the a lot of these negotiations go on over the phone. And I remember one booker who who tried to fuck me out of about I don't know eight hundred dollars. You know, wanted to give me like two hundred on a no no no. It was a gift card. Use this Visa card. <laughs> it was a two thousand dollar budget, and he wanted to give me and two other comics maybe three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, between we were all talk- of you, between all of us. Oh, between all of you. But then I found. Oh, but, I can't but, say his name. Can't no, I okay. can't say his name. Oh, I, did, uh, you know, I we talked about it earlier, but okay. Um, when I talked to him on the phone again, oh, that guy. Yeah, they had they had. The fraternity had come to me directly after seeing me at the at the Laugh Factory, uh-huh. and then I find out that they have to go through this guy because the the college had uh, had some kind of deal with him, mm-hmm. you know, to get the talent. devil, yeah, mm-hmm. bastard that he is, and he offers me maybe one fifty where I would have gotten like like I would have gotten like fifteen hundred out of right, it, right, right. And that's when I just, I threatened him. I threatened his family. Oh, I threatened, I, you know, on the phone, I was like, if I see you, you walking down the street. You threatened his pet El Toro? I, fuck, I would have killed them all. I would have killed them. I swear, this guy yeah, pissed me off. After two hours, he'd be miserable and he'd go back to his little hibernation thing. <laughs> no, nah, I just watch a movie and I feel okay again about life. It's all right. I Movies just, are my it life. Does, it doesn't take much. What a... Well, here's 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 an example of a good booker. Yeah. I did a country club recently and it was great. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And they contacted my manager uh, and said, hey, we want to do something. We saw Murray, we, mm-hmm. and Kira was on that, and uh, we, we want to do a show like that at our country club. And so he gave it to me, but the booker is so good and treats the comics so well mm-hmm. that I'm like, hey, you know what? You got me this gig. I think this belongs to you, so I forwarded it to her. Yeah. It's not bad. That's nice. Yeah. And she's like, great. When I get it, y'all book you on it. Yeah. I'm like, See, perfect. that's the thing. If people, if people help each other, that's yeah. what you're supposed to do. But there's a lot of crooks out there. Oh, yeah. No, you just got to find the like, people that are good There's a guy people. that used to book. I used to go overseas a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, Japan, Korea, all sorts of places. It was really nice. And it used to be that that was lucrative. You right. go out there and you make money. But then this one booker realized that he had the monopoly on it. So he started giving you less and less money. Yeah. And now people are going out there and have to pay to be there. Oh, really? No, I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, it's pretty really close. You could yes you know. and here, Franchi. Yeah, I know. Right. That's fine. what you find, though. I mean, it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> part of the biggest problem about do, about living in LA and doing the road is that they want you to pay for everything. You got to f- pay for your flight out there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh yes. They, you got to you got to pay for a hotel room. I mean, it's like and and like I was talking to a, a comic friend of mine, Jen Murphy, and she's great. You we should have Jen. her on. We you know, know Jen. I know Jen. Have you had Jen Jen's on? Great. I've had Jen on. Jen is great. Yeah, I've had Jen on. Jen is out of her damn mind. I love her so oh, yeah. much. She's one of the great. She's, she's been she's one of the best comics so that I've worked. You don't even <laughs> no, it's been a long time since. Because no, I haven't talked good. to Jen in like a year, but we used to co-headline a lot. Together. Oh, yeah. She's I great. Love, she's I great. But, she, but she'll tell me what it's like out, you know, because she, she's going out and it's like, she'll tell me all the time, all of these little cities 
have a small comedy community where they'll just pull a feature out mm-hmm. of there and it really hurts the show. It just makes the show that much difficult, that much more difficult to to put on a good, solid, funny show and it makes the headliner work harder. Sure. And um, it's all in a matter of like saving a few dollars, you know? Yeah. And it's like they want somebody who's either local that they don't have to pay or somebody who is going to plug the hell out of it on Instagram well, and Facebook there's- and all that shit. I, I start. I started out in '83. You started out in '83. Yeah, I've been doing this for ever since '83. Apparently, yeah. 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 What's up? High five, Aaron. Oh boy, <laughs> way to do the math like that. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. another reason for him to be like busy. a computer here. I'm like a computer over here. Oh, so figure yeah. out where the fucking carpenters are from. There was a book that would go. Oh yeah, you have a room, and they send you out. Yeah. You get paid either at the room or you get paid later on, depending on who you're working for. Mm-hmm. And I had a, a show in Mountain View. Montana, mm-hmm. which is right outside of the Dakotas, and it's so where, it's on the east side. Yeah, it's where all the bikers go to hang out. Oh, was it near Sturgeon? And hide. Yeah, all and that, hide. All that. Yeah. So, and it's next day is hunting season. Then I get there. It's snowing. He shows me my room, mm-hmm. which is a camper shell. It's on the ground. <laughs> no, like, a, like a silver camper shell? Yeah. Like, like one a, of those? Well, it wasn't silver, but it was, you know, like one a 72, those, whatever. Yeah. yeah. One of those things you see in, in like Vanishing Point. Oh, nice. No, lovely. Yeah, so you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking was about. Was it a movie? Oh, it's yes. a great movie. Oh. Yeah, it's, yeah, I had to say that. Uh, that was, I know. Is it a, like a pickup shell? Yeah, a pickup oh, shell. So it's like square, yeah, not it's, round. Yeah, it's okay. like a mushroom. Right. Because part goes oh, like right, a pickup. Right, right, that kind, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. There's snow everywhere, and there's an orange... Home Depot looking cord going out to it. And I look at the guy and I go, Really? And he goes, Oh yeah, yeah. It's we we got a heater in there too. <laughs> Here's the can of kerosene. And I'm thinking, oh, kerosene. oh, this is good. You know? Yeah. And I did the show, kicked ass. I love, you know, because you do it when you first start because you love it. Right. And you keep doing because you love it. And I did the show, it was great. And then everyone's gone. And he goes, here's the keys. Lock yourself out. You know, lock the, the venue. Yeah. The venue. And if you have to go to the bathroom, it's over here. And meanwhile, there's a parking lot between me and the bar of about five feet of snow. Right. Wow. And I remember going in there, curdling up and going, this is what I wanted to. <laughs> this is my life. <laughs> I felt like Ramos maybe would 20 years later. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that place didn't go up, man. In flames, if you got a kerosene at yourself. Oh my gosh. A couple drunk comics in 83 trying to light that thing. Oh, and it's 6 o'clock in the morning, you're hearing gunshot because oh. everyone's trying to shoot deer because it's the season. You know? There's dead deer strapped to Volkswagens. I'm like going... Oh, I gotta get out of here! <laughs> oh, it's amazing the th- the things that we'll put up with in order to do this shit. Yeah, yeah. we love it. We, I mean, yeah, you know, it's a blast. I, I mean, remember that, when we used to go to a place called Lamppost Pizza out in the middle of West Covina or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, a good comic, Jeff Wayne, used to run it. Oh yeah, he's been around. He's a while, been around right? forever. Yeah, I, you know. I have nothing but good stuff to say about him. He's, you know, no matter if nobody else does, but I love the guy. I'll bleep his name anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, he won't care. <laughs> I'm kidding. He's one of the funniest guys. Anyway, he, this is what he'd do. He'd go to the comedy store and we're there, a doorman or whatever, and he'd go, all right, uh, you guys want to work on Thursday? Yeah. All right. Pizza and a beer. And we'd drive out there. Yeah. And this was one of those Latin rooms. Yeah. 
where if you're not funny in the first few seconds, yeah. oh, kill yourself right there. <laughs> Don't go through the misery of walking through them because they would go, they'd, they'd boo you off right. with a song. So we went with there. a song? With a song. La, 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 goodbye. Oh, okay. So, so it was a tough road to get there, Franchi. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I didn't know. recognize it till the end. I know. <laughs> yeah. You know, I did somebody's room out there. My friend Alicia Wood, who I'll be seeing in Seattle next mm-hmm. week, hopefully, uh, drove me out there. And it was way out, way out, like past Riverside. Yeah. And it, I was closing... And it, the show was fine. They're a little rowdy, mm-hmm. but somebody was flipping beer mats into the like, like flinging beer mats into the audience, yeah. like the MC was doing it or something. And one drunk guy while I was up there flung one at me. Wow. Okay. And I got pissed and I yelled at him, and everything got like really uncomfortable. And I threw it back at him. That's but... our mayor. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? That's the thing, man. It's like you, you, somebody yells out at, at at a show, and then you yell back, and then you're the bad guy. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But thank uh... God, I tried. I tried to throw it overhand, and it just went. <laughs> it kind of fluttered off, and everybody laughed. Well, that's the worst thing about audiences is that you know every once in a while you get somebody out there who they want to do it. But they don't have the balls to get on stage. They don't, they, you know. They they have they have neither the balls nor the talent to right. get on that stage, and they just want to be heard. And I fucking hate hecklers. I hate them. <laughs> I hate them with a passion. They throw everything. I just I just want to finish what. <laughs> I hate. I hate. <laughs> You're st- festering. Hate. Welcome back to. You're hate. acting like Welcome we back just to hating hating with didn't Rick know Ramos. this. <laughs> There's just you know certain things. No, no, I just I opened for Daryl Hammond this past mm-hmm. uh, weekend <laughs> at uh, uh, Levity Live, mm-hmm. and he was doing his Trump impression. And a guy in the audience, he was talking about his hands. And yeah. The guy in the audience is like, "Oh, it's like he's playing a." an accordion and mm-hmm. like and then like literally like was telling daryl hammond who is what a professional <laughs> yeah and he's like yeah because you know clinton had this and we're doing a clinton thing and then and then barack had and i'm like daryl is cool i would have been like shut the fuck up yeah, you have to like what Heckler's to all of a sudden think oh everyone's left and it's just you and me right right <laughs> yeah <laughs> i did it i did a show up in uh half moon bay back in 80s in the late 80s yeah hold on what's 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 the big event in Half Moon Bay? Altamont? I don't know. Altamont? Ma- Ma- <laughs> Mavericks, Maverick Surf. Bike. Maverick Surf. I don't yeah. surf. You... Aaron doesn't surf. Are you from yeah, up there? Yeah, but you know me. I... You know what? That would be the only sporting event I would know. Are you from up there? No, I'm just a big surfer. Oh, oh, okay. I used to surf a lot. Oh, yeah? Did you ever surf up there? No, not that. <laughs> yeah, I got big balls to float on. Yeah, too. yeah, right. No, those guys are badass shit. Are you no, kidding me? They're insane. I mean, I've done a lot of stupid stuff in my life, but going off a cliff in there to. F- how am I getting back? That's what I want to know. <laughs> oh, you had no problem getting back. Yeah. You're going to get washed no, no, ashore dead. How do I walk back? You know? <laughs> I'm not walk. So we're in Half Moon Bay. We're doing a show. It's going great. Everything's fantastic. Yeah. And right after the show, I'm talking to this girl, and she's beautiful. And then her big brother comes over and goes, hey. We're going to go to- cow tipping. You want to come with us? Really? And I'm thinking, if this is the only way I can get to her, okay. <laughs> These guys were serious cow tippers. They take them and they, they rustle them is what they do. They, Not t- there's no tipping? It's all wrestling? They, they wrestle them down. No, they, they're stealing cows for beef is what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> wrestling, wrestling, what do you call it? Wrestling. No, not wrestling. I, I said wrestling because I'm... 
Okay. I got rustling. 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 Oh, rustling. I said rustling the first time. He's oh, white. I didn't say rustling. You didn't hear me. I am, yeah, I'm white. I didn't hear yeah. you. But I've gotten in a lot of trouble in places like that. Let's start that. Let's start that racist thing about white people. You know, white people, me? they can't hear. No. White people just. <laughs> well, you know, that's really what's listen. going on they don't in America. Listen. Right? Yeah, that's well, true. That's true. I'm sorry. <laughs> How many white people in office have you heard listen to you? <laughs> so I think I'm pretty right here. <laughs> Somebody had that bit about re, re, redistributing stereotypes. Like, you know about black people, punctual. Who was? I can't remember that one. <laughs> oh, but it was Sinbad really funny. did that. Sinbad did that? Yeah. Oh, wow. I just thought I'd throw a name out there because okay, it sounded better than yeah. you, miserable man, not knowing anything. Oh, great. Now I have to bleep Sinbad's name. Oh. <laughs> we have one rule. One rule. Oh, we Don't made him funny and you got to bleep him? Wow, really? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to bleep oh, the whole God. thing now. Excuse me. You guys ever do uh, uh, um, country clubs since, since I was talking about that earlier? Yeah, I've done a few of them. Did yeah? A, yeah. Actually, I went up there. I went up to some spot. Just outside of Bakersfield, you can't imagine there being a country club in Bakersfield. Really? Quartz Hill. Apparently, Hill. is that it? No, that's in Lancaster. Oh God! Still, no. Still. But you know what I'm saying? It, it, yeah, well, it's the, yeah, same, it's thing. the same thing. Wait, wait, it's look, really... meth pipe or golf club? Right. Uh, to make it work. Look, <laughs> look I made this golf club. You can add a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird though because you you play that audience and it's just like these are. For me, it's just like these are old. Uh, well-off white people, and they're not going to get it, you know. Like oh, a, no. a, a lot of them are really hip. No, I, well, my attitude was always, I can, I can play to a middle-aged, working-class white audience because they know they they hate life just as much as I do. So it's like, you know, I can connect with those people. Right. It's about that connection. So you're the John Birch of white people now. <laughs> I'm miserable. I'm going to make the world bad. Hey, that's the thing, man. You know, you got to find that connection, all right? And if uh, I'm not going to sit up there and start singing zippity doodah, man. It's, not no, everything's nobody a fucking expects good time. you to do that, Rick. No, well, right now you're just putting out something that I can't achieve, you know? I'm, a, I'm, probably, uh, I'm probably, I'm two for two in country clubs. Two great shows and two just... Mediocre. Just, yeah, you never know what you're really going to Really uptight white. But these last ones I did were, were they were great. They even, I, I even made fun of them for uh, voting for Trump and they laughed. Yeah. You know, like, and you know I, why? Because Trump's still in office. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they're laughing. At I, you. Went, I, was out in, I was out doing a casino last weekend and I mentioned Trump and I have one small Trump joke and it's not mm -hmm. even bashing Trump or anything, it's just a joke about his wall. And everybody went like that, and I lit. I, I just did ten minutes on but religion. This, but I just did ten minutes on religion, and I literally stopped. I said, "I cannot believe we're at a time when." Did I steal yeah. this on this show? Shit! I don't want to finish it. Every time. I didn't just, hear it. Just all right. Bleep it out. Nobody will know. <laughs> Nobody will just I have to bleep Jesus's name. Uh, <laughs> I said, "I can't believe we're in a time when I can talk for twenty minutes about religion and everything's fine." But the second I bring up the president, I've crossed a line. And you can, I think there's a lot. You can audibly lot. hear the epiphany in the audience. Like, I think oh. there's a lot of people that are hurt by us correcting things that are wrong with him. We'll correct anything. As comics, we correct anything we see. Sure. You know, yeah. period. It's just that Trump makes it a little easier, but then it makes it harder too because what we're talking about. We're not really satirizing. That's really him. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with. Like, and that's the yeah. scary part of it. Yeah. So people get offended one way or the other because it's like this is their life. Yeah. You know, it's it's more apparent than now. It's weird with uh, with Reagan and the first Bush. You really had to you had to go after character traits. You had to go after uh, uh, the way they spoke, or or mm -hmm. Reagan being old, or you know Bush being a wimp. With Trump, 
all you're really there's no comedy there. You're just commenting on shit that he's saying. Right. It's almost impossible to really if write you a actually joke said about something him. like, oh, tonight Trump did nothing. That people would laugh at that because <laughs> right. it's like so far. Right. There, there's that possible there joke. Go. I told you, I win. You no, win. that's not no. <laughs> you, oh, you laugh. No, shut you up. said it had to be funny. So uh, <laughs> you laughed. That's you different. laughed. <laughs> and there you go. It was a I pity win. laugh. <laughs> I win. But that's interesting because if you think about it, the last the last real. President that was made fun of was Clinton a lot, mm-hmm. and it was because it was a sex scandal. Sex because it was infidelity. everything Trump's doing affects everybody in that no, room. No, because George Bush Jr. got a lot of a lot of picking on. He got picked on more because... more because of his stupidity. Yeah, but yeah, he, yeah it was really his stupidity. I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. you know, and starting a war. I just I'm trying to figure out why, and I, this is great because I always say we avoid politics on this, but I, I'm glad if, if I got two people here who want to talk about it for mm-hmm. a minute, we will. I, I want to. I don't know why. I mean, it would be very arrogant for me to say that Trump supporters are embarrassed. And that's why they're mad, you know, or they're having regrets because I don't think that's somebody. That's somebody it said that, and I, I don't agree. I, well, don't, I, I think all. I think as Americans, we we take a stand on something, and regardless of it, whether it's wrong or right, or we've been shown how wrong it is, we're so we're so unlikely to admit failure. We're so unlikely to say, "Yeah, that was a bad choice," because it it it, it just come it just brings everything about, into question. I think he's past the choice now. When you I think all well, people all are of still supporting American. him. Well, yeah, and there's, there's people that are still supporting a lot of things they shouldn't support either. Well, yeah, I so mean, it has nothing to do with that. I don't think. I think as a whole country, we want to be superior. Sure. And what we're seeing is lacking that, and we want the people that support him go, "Come on, step up, be a, be the right guy that we voted for." Because I don't think anybody go, ah, "I want the implosion of America. Right. Let's uh, vote for Trump." Yeah, absolutely. You know, and but the scary things was when. You know the whole hassle of Korea and everything. All of a sudden, you feel I'm older. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember in the '60s, Russia was a threat. Now, really? now all of a sudden, we're thinking, you know what? We're putting ourselves in that kind of position again. It's scary because you can joke all you want, but it's still going to happen. Yeah, there's hmm. we're very yes, very close to some big disasters. If well, things you know, don't I don't want to go too Bill Hicks on this thing, but it is a matter of creating an enemy and having someone to to be to have a reason to fund the military industrial complex, you know, and just have it, you know, just keep perpetuating itself. I, I don't think it, that's one of the things where, where we lose comedians like George Carlin or Bill Hicks, guys who, who really commented on that yeah. stuff. I mean, there's nobody really tackling that. I would love to see what those guys had to say about this situation. Oh, that was, yeah, here, absolutely. You know, but, but at the same time, maybe there should be one of us who rises to that and, you know, starts commenting on it. I mean, I gotta, I gotta say, you know, um, you know, Franchi, as long as it's not man. a forty-two-year-old man, I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you know what? You, you're a husband and a father, right? Yes, Franchi, you're a husband and a father. I'm a single guy I don't think just that's been out there. Yet, okay, you? I don't think, no, no. Yeah, no. you married them all, so <laughs> no. But it's like w- w- when you have families and you have responsibilities, all this shit becomes a very imp- these become important subjects like but I think for they're me important. before that look at all the people that raised their hands up raised their, you know arms up 
in the 60s and 70s, and a lot of them weren't married, didn't have kids yet, but they didn't want their country to be that. So well, I don't it, think it has so much to do that. Yeah, we have another incentive. We have kids. We want. Sure, to make yeah, sure but you got to also understand but, that at that point, it, you know, you you had what you basically had was this disillusionment that came with uh, the murder of of Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Robert Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, um, an unpopular war, and a war that was being televised for the All first time. All people that are just as important that they got assassinated is the kids and people that get assassinated. Yeah, but what I'm saying is but what no I, name. No, but what I'm saying yeah. is that when you when you can see it and there's no doubt about it, it's like now you're getting any kind of idea of what we were as a country, this uh this big brother to the world, this this uh this being that was that there's a disillusionment that has come from that because we're no longer believing the bullshit that we've been told for the longest time. But at le- but at this point, I don't know. I don't think we're think just that, I think we're just think, bored with it. You know. I think there's been people since the beginning of time that don't want to put up with the bullshit. Yeah, and but now not enough more people are seeing it. But the media is closed in on it, so now that's what they call in on it. Like one day I was in Albuquerque, as I was saying. Right. And Albuquerque, uh, <laughs> nice. Let's go. That's, Yo, how, that's how I base my show, buddy. If you yeah. put a couple comics in the room, Do you remember, they let them talk all they want. Eventually they're going to be saying I was at a gig in Albuquerque. Yeah. <laughs> it all comes around. It all comes back to Albuquerque. Now, do you remember every place you've been? Every time, like when OJ was being. Uh, oh, yeah, chased, I was in college. I remember and that. And when. Uh, saw, when um, he got bombed because of Bush. Mm-hmm. All, all that stuff. Every single one of those. I've been in a club somewhere. Oh, really? You know, I, I remember when uh, a Desert Storm happened. Uh-huh. In between gigs, in between the sets, sorry. Mm-hmm. We were watching you know, people getting bombed. And I remember sitting there watching all these people. It's like a Raiders game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, somebody's kid is dead now. Right. Yeah. Because right. that's really what it comes down to. Sure. And we were talking about Trump. What it is is we've got all these gung-ho people, whether they're black, whether they're brown, whether any color, because there's a lot of supporters of all races sure. of Trump. That's the gung-ho mentality. Yeah, we do have a very you know? gung-ho mentality. That's for sure. And that well, I, watched, I watched Desert Storm in a bowling alley. Yeah. You, I was in a bowling that? alley, and it was just me and my friend, and yeah. they're the the... the Screens were up and they're playing mm-hmm. like MTV or something. Yeah. And I, I, went, I went, "Hey, can you throw on CNN? Because I think we're bombing a country right now." And we just, you know, like a neon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? I, just, I just remember That's that insane. night vision green. Yeah, yeah. That's all. And then you would see, you would see like sparks go across the sky. These, these, it would look like sparks, but were like missiles and shit, right. and, and fire flying through the eye uh, to the sky. And it was just like, I remember I was I was sixteen and I was I was scared. Yeah. I was thinking, shit, what if? What if this turns into Vietnam? Because Vietnam lasted what, 15, 20 years? 58 to From 74? No, it wasn't like 62. No, it was 58. Okay. Like We've been there for a while. Officially sick, but like officially no, uh, uh, 60, you know, officially 66, 67, but the conflict started, I believe, and I could be wrong because you said mm-hmm. 58, and you've been right. Never. Never. So, uh, <laughs> 62. <laughs> well, watch this. <clears throat> I was working a casino. Up. I was working a casino uh-huh. in Laughlin. <laughs> See, it all comes back to the road story. And they're having a big military uh, uh, reunion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For, and I was playing poker with a bunch of military guys on one crutch. And okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And one of the guy, one Paint of the guys, picture. <laughs> one of the guys was he had to have been he had to have been World War Two. He had yeah. to because he was on, he was old, and this was close to almost ten years ago. He was old. Oh yeah. Okay. And 
uh, he said he was on a destroyer or a battleship that got sank. And I said, oh, man, did they send you home? He's like, nah, they put me on a goddamn new one. Yeah. <laughs> when I was I'm like, Na- if your ship gets sunk, dude, you get to go home. <laughs> yep. yeah. Are you great? When I was in the Navy, the only conflict was the Falcon Islands. Islands. Oh, right, so right. Like, Oh, wow, we're taking something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cared. You know? <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, that's right. Oh, and then I talked to another guy, speaking of, uh, who served in Vietnam, and mm-hmm. his job was to unload the coffins uh, off the plane. Oh, that's got to be a real uh, yeah, and, morale and booster. And he was still more positive than you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they don't know the suffering that I've gone through, okay? So just calm down with that shit. Baggy after fucking... baggy after baggy. But yeah, you, you drop a sandwich and you go to hell. You I know. know. I got to get paid it's to do it. It's a fucking hard life, man. You don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> so it did. It got heavy when he told He yeah. kind of told the whole yep. table that. And so to lighten it up, I'm like... I said, so how much how much heroin was really coming through in those caskets? Just kind of lighten it up. And he looked at me and he said, more than the government thinks they know. Yep. Wow. So there you go. Heavy oh. <laughs> all over when again. You talk, when you talk to some of these guys, I mean, most of my friends in the neighborhood I live in are in their 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. you know, old hot rodders. But they all did time in the Navy and everything else. And you hear some stories and you think in the back of your head and going, that's what made you tough. There's yeah. just no because yeah. they. I'm sorry. It's like w- when you get the people, the refugees coming over here, they would probably make a Mexican gang cry. Right. The stuff they've seen. Oh because, sure. I mean, oh, yeah. how can they not be affected? And and it's it's gonna, I don't know. Those Mexican gangs have seen some stuff too. I mean, Rick well, Ramos <laughs> on stage <laughs> at the bar. That was enough for all the Tolos to cry. <laughs> hey, Rick is on again. Oh, we got a fucking need. Fuck that motherfucker. Oh, fuck! I need this. This is so this miserable. Is, this is a hell of a thing to to carve out for the day. <laughs> my, my cousin Julio, he was on heroin. He was in prison for twenty five years, and yet. Rick's life is a lot worse. <laughs> there was a girl. That doesn't a, sound like any Mexican I've ever heard ever. <laughs> That's because you don't listen to Mexicans. <laughs> and he's Cuban. Yeah. There was a, a, a waitress or a cashier at the Ice House whose dad was in the Mongols. Mongols. Uh, Mongols. Sorry. And uh, he used to r- drive her. <laughs> oh, you know. Okay. He used to ride her to this club on the bike, and no, and she was a little cutie too, and yeah. nobody Stay talked. Stay away to her, from. Man. Yeah, you got to. Nobody talked to her. It, no, you don't. You don't want to. You don't want to get involved in that kind of. You know, it's like it's like Richard Pryor was talking. Yeah, go on, go on. it's like when Pryor was talking about um, uh, 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 pulling a gun on the car on the mafia oh. <laughs> on the mafia club owners. Right. It was like they were laughing their ass off at him, and the worst thing that happened was like they kept him like a pet. <laughs> you know, he was just there to, to, to be, you know, you know, make them feel good about themselves. Ah, they're a fucking kid, you know. You don't want to be. Live, have you ever had the 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 uh, club? I'm asking you because this happened more in the '80s. Yeah. Uh, have you ever had the club owner pay? Because there's been a lot of stories lately with where they oh. put the gun on the on the okay. table to pay you. I worked. I worked you. for a. Uh, a woman I had to get off politics. Sorry. I had to talk. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of figured that. He, he was starting to cry. Yeah. Um, I worked in a woman. Worked with a woman in uh, in uh, the '80s that owned a club in Palm Springs. Okay. Comedy Haven, and uh, she'd go to pay you. We can pay you this way or that way. And that was really her voice. Just oh, like really? That, I yes. swear. But anyway, so we're doing a show, and these three guys in the back. They're laughing their ass. I'm picking on them because I, you know, I'm a young kid. What the hell do I know? Right. Broken nose, Tony, Jimmy, all these guys, <laughs> you know. 
And he looked at me and he goes, hey, we think you're funny. We're going to pick you up tomorrow and take you to some places. And I'm thinking, eh, how bad could this be? <laughs> the owner Famous goes, last words. Yeah, the, owner, go. the owner goes, listen, Franchi, you be careful. I know these guys. What the hell does that mean? Okay. So we, they pick me up and they go, uh, we're going to get you dressed up. You look like shit. <laughs> they don't mix words. Right, no. So they take me, they dress me up, and we go uh, and we go into all these clubs that are after-hour clubs. And every one of them is like from a scene from one of the, one of the mafia shows. Sure. These women that were there like in their 80s, well-capped, I mean, they're beautiful. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, whatever. But <laughs> too much Coke for me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking Coca-Cola. Yeah. And yeah, it was run by these people. If you either got paid sometimes in Coke, mm -hmm. you got paid in whatever. Right. You know, um, and if you were around long enough during the day, you'd see some stuff that you're going, is this comedy club? <laughs> <laughs> because things would come to the back door. It was like everything you've ever read, stereotype, sure. you know. Hey, we found some uh, bottles of gin. On the back porch. You want to bring them up? <laughs> Ten cases go up. You know, and it was all that way. Yeah. Palm Springs was very much that way back in the day. Oh, that far up? I knew it was kind of through the 60s and 70s. No, they were still the there. Okay. They were still there. And then um, I remember working uh, the El Rancho mm -hmm. in Vegas, which was the old Thunderbird, which they tore down. Okay. The closest thing I got to... Where you would know where the vicinity was, you know where the uh, porn world is on the corner of of, uh, of the strip, the very end of the strip. It was Johnny Carson's hotel and okay, uh, and porn shop and Wayne and Wayne Newton's place, and they fought over it. Okay, <laughs> and it was Rodney's place. We worked there. That was toward the end. Yeah, but if you didn't do something the right way, they'd have a little talk with you. Oh, really? Yeah, and, and the second talk. Wasn't a talk, <laughs> you know. So nice. really, and, and we were seriously, you know. Oh. And uh, but that was back in the. Those are my favorite Vegas stories, days, you know, because yeah. there would be places. <laughs> we would get paid back in the day. Like I worked, uh, I worked the Rising Star, uh, Catch a Rising Star there, mm -hmm. and the uh, Rodney's room. Rodney's room was okay, but Rodney's was in the Tropicana, wasn't it? Back in that time, oh okay, afterwards or whatever. But it was in the El Rancho where. All oh, right. One of those days, they go, "Hey, don't when you go to your room." I wanted it right next to the marquee so I could see my name. Right, <laughs> that's the biggest fucking mistake I ever made in my life. I could not sleep uh, because the so lights, right? And they go, "Whatever you do, don't open the windows." Uh, you didn't know why. Mm. I opened the windows. Moth just. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. seriously, it's like I was wearing a sweater and naked by the time they left. Right. It was over. But they would pay you in chips. Oh, yeah. Because they figured. Yeah, absolutely. On the way out, they'd get their money back. Absolutely. You know? That's smart. That's the smart. Whoever came up with trading that's money the best thing for in the world. chips. Yeah. That's the most brilliant thing. Oh, it's just another Kmart chip. used to do that. They paid in the back. Oh, really? In cash. Mm -hmm. So by the time you got to the front door, you were broke again. There's a club in town, which I'll be at tomorrow night on the 10 o'clock show, that pays you in cash. Oh. Really? Just so you'll go to the bar and spend it. Yeah, there oh, you go. Yeah. It's not like uh, comics are the most like, addictive like personality. Like $15 is going to buy you a drink. Yeah, plus it's one drink. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember going, uh, when I first started doing stand-up, you know, getting a little bit further along with it, and you could, uh, you could demand better spots. Everything in L.A., if you played a room out here... You got paid in drinks. Mm -hmm. 
And so that's that's that was, that's put into full full fledged alcoholism oh, for yeah, about seven why, years. You know? Oh yeah, absolutely. That's yeah, why that, all the guys. That's ab- the reason. That's the reason. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> that's why everybody above us are are all sober. Yeah, you know, everybody in the generations before you us had to become him. sober. Yeah, and now they're paying people in pot. See, seriously, there's places they're paying in pot. Yeah, I, See, don't smoke I, pot. I don't smoke pot and uh, I don't drink and drive anymore. So it's like I want money. But I remember drinking. I remember actually in my head going, you know what? I'm going to make you guys regret that you didn't give me $40. <laughs> you should have just You're given just me the $40. Motherfucker. <laughs> no, I just, I was just, I wanted, I wanted so you know, to pay me. Remember guy, 40 every, years ago? Just drink them out of everything they had. I would dr- there was a spot that we did in Alhambra. It's not there anymore. It was called the <laughs> Sapphire Lounge. But I used to I used to run a room there for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And we would get there at 7.30, and we would start drinking from 7.30 till we started the show at 9. Then we would drink through the show, finish the show at about 11, 11.30, and drink until 2 a.m. when the bar closed. Jeez. And then I would drive home drunk to Koreatown, wake up at 6.00. And I would have to teach that day. <laughs> I was a substitute teacher tell for like story, 11 years. story. With so the little girl. The little girl. This is great. This is miserable fucker. Oh, God. I was on a bender. It was bad. It was, I think it was like a Wednesday or a Thursday. And I'd been drinking for about four days straight. And I showed up at this school. And I wasn't even sure wh- what school I was supposed to be at. <laughs> This but is I, my school. I was like, maybe I, I was like, I can't remember if this this is the school, and I didn't have a cell phone back then, so I wasn't really sure which one I was supposed to be at. So I showed up, I got lucky. I was teaching fourth grade, and I was just shit faced. I was sweating it out. I, I stank. I've been wearing a brewery. It was oh, it was bad. It yeah. was bad. So I'm sitting there. I make it to recess. I was like, okay, you guys go. He's the bell rings. Go. Lunches. Oh, it's fucking bad. Go, go, go to break. And then I just put my head down. And you know when you could feel somebody's looking at you? Mm-hmm. I look up and there's this little girl just staring at me. And I was like, what? And she said, maestro, apestas como mi papá. Which means, Mr. Ramos, you smell like my dad. <laughs> I mean, it was and then the she saddest. Followed, and then she followed it up with, do you know where he is? <laughs> I just wanted to hold her. I was just like, I felt worse than I've ever felt in my And it was just like, <sighs> Yeah. And it was it was so bad because I would go to work and they knew the office ladies knew that I was drunk. Right. They knew that I was so hungover yeah. it was ridiculous <laughs> that you're sweating it out and you, you stink just, and, you uh, it. How do you, and they how never do you, turned me away. How do you say that in Spanish again? Maestro, apestas como mi papá. Oh. Say it slower. Maestro, apestas Como mi papá. Oh. Say it slower. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it smelled the, like my dad. And it was just what is Paul Gilmartin's word he uses for really tragic stuff that's gr- off, awfulsome? Yeah. Awfulsome. <laughs> awfulsome. Oh, yeah. Between I felt, awesome and awful. I felt awful. Awful. horrible. Got worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there were times, you know, it was just like. <laughs> I, I taught in L.A. for a little over 10 years. Mm-hmm. You kept moving from was, school to school, though. Oh, yeah. They would fire me. They, would, they, they wouldn't fire me. They would ban me from certain schools. Really? Oh, yeah. I've been banned from about. I think I, I think by the time I got fired, I had been banned from about eleven schools. If you see this guy, <laughs> his name is Ramos. Yeah, don't <laughs> hire him. He's angry. Yeah, but the thing is that they, they would. He's miserable. They would hire me because they would have classes that nobody wanted to take. Okay. 
Sure. And the horrible. Home ec horrible with Ramos. <laughs> Fucking elementary. <laughs> they were horrible little bastards. Shop I with Ramos. My buddy Jason Galarin teaches. Uh, I know Galarin. Is know he Galarin? still doing? Oh, is yeah. he still teaching? He's still teaching, man. Oh my! And he had the worst because he taught behavioral special ed. I think. Yeah. I think he taught the really screwed up kids. Yeah. But with you know, um, not not mental deficiencies, but behavioral and emotional problems. Okay. And he taught yeah, that. People right. that grow up to be like you. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. All right. Let's uh, end on a positive have... note. Is there one? I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for having us. That's, that's a positive note. How do you even find comics to come in here and be happy? <laughs> I'm happy. Every comic I know. No, you're a miserable fuck. I'm no. happy. Please. Well, I'm gonna drive, I got to drive back with here's, you. Here, here it is. Here it is. Every shitty road gig that we still do doesn't yeah. matter i've had you i'd know, still do them i've had brian regan on he's told you know mm -hmm. i've had him we all still do them yeah they're so miserable and terrible at the time but there's so much humor and it's so funny oh, to, yeah. be, to tell them so it's, it, so it, it's great so it's that's when they come in they're happy then they go outside and they're miserable no it's again. fun to tell the story <laughs> later it's like it's, it's maybe we should send him on the road more <laughs> maybe that's what i need i don't know i mean you know what surviving it is really what it comes down to is like my god i can't believe i played that room or i mm -hmm. can't believe i put up with that or i can't believe i almost got see i look at it now that. like Hey, I played that room right. because I'm proud of it. I mean, sure. you know, because that's one of the reasons why we get into this stuff is to make people laugh or try to make them laugh. And actually, it's to make us laugh and, yeah. and have fun. That's why we do it. Absolutely. And not one of those places do I regret doing. I, I don't regret doing a big area mm -hmm. where nobody hears you. I mean, seriously. And then one person walks up and goes, you know. Thousands of people, like at a military, yeah. and one guy comes up, you suck. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, man. <laughs> you know? Tonight I do. <laughs> yes, and you have to say it. When yeah. you yeah. do, you do. You got to, oh, you yeah. know, today, I shouldn't have been on that show. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sometimes they're not wrong, hecklers. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's why we hate them. It's when you're, it's when <laughs> you're the your horse parents that pisses you off. Oh, who hasn't had that? Mm. All right, real quick, because I got to roll. I got to. Okay. Uh, any fights on stage? Oh, God. Um, yeah, I've had fights on stage. Yeah, Give I us had one, one, one while Ramos thinks one, of one. one fight where I, I guess <laughs> I said something to the guy. He took it personally. I wasn't even talking about him. It was his mother, <laughs> and he, he I don't gets know why that almost made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets up and seriously goes like this, shows me a gun, mm. and just points his finger at me and goes click like that. And I go. <laughs> But do I still get your mom? <laughs> and then the security came just in the oh, nick of time because I was going to show him something. Then the security, the yeah, security came and warned him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, haven't you had that oh, happen? Yeah. Where you, you're the comic, you're the entertainer. They should actually, you should be the quarterback of right. the night. Right. They should protect you. But no, you end no. up you end up being one of the quarterbacks for like I don't know. The Raiders? <laughs> <laughs> They're working for twenty five dollars a night in stage time. What, oh. what are they supposed to do? No. Well, with you? No, I'm just saying. It's like every every comedy club that I've ever been to, the security guards are comics. Yeah. Especially and it's like not, not in the big towns. Not, yeah. in, not in like, you know, not out. Well, not so much in the little town, but yeah. the ones that I've seen, I'm it's just It's bad like, when the security guy beats you. <laughs> I was the biggest I was the biggest door guy at the comedy store, and I avoided any kind of problem there. Right. Anytime. I wasn't going to... you're miserable. She was paying me $25 a night. I wasn't going to take a beating for sure. $25. When were you a doorman there? I was there 2001 to 2006. Oh, I must have just missed you. Yeah. You, See, when I was there, it wasn't... 
$25. You got $25? $25 a night, yeah. We get 15 bucks if we were lucky <laughs> and she didn't screw up the records. Yeah, but you when also... When I was there, when I was at the store, she did have her hand in there every night. Uh-huh. Yeah, but you, you, know? also, you also had an audience that was coming in on a regular basis that you could scam out of money, which is what you guys did. I don't know what, you, what, I don't know what you're did. talking about. Yeah. I don't know there what you're you talking did. about. <laughs> I did, and it was handed down, and I'll, I don't like I'd like you to anymore. bleep that. I'd like you <laughs> to bleep that we out. Talk, we took everything that we could. <laughs> not bleeping it We out. made as much dude, money as dude, we could. I we took sleep. so much money I will the door. Say, I will say this again. It was George Carlin, Seven Nights. Yep. He worked seven nights there, and I did the main room front door, and the manager told me how to work, how it worked, and I was, oh, yeah. I was walking out. Who was out the manager with, when you were there? Oh, yeah. And uh, I was... Uh, I was uh, close to a grand tonight. Yeah, and he, and he was in and on it too. And he was like, because he's an old Vegas guy, so he's like, "What do we yeah. do tonight? Give me my cut." Yeah, you know. So he's an old Vegas guy. When, when was, when when was, I was that? there? Two thousand. Every night, you, I just was, missed you. Every night was Sam. Every night was Pryor. Every uh-huh. night was Robin. You know, we had all sorts of people, and there's just no way you couldn't. Right. Because people, oh, I want to sit up front. No, I can't do that. I want to sit up front. No, I still can't do that. And it was just so nice to go home and eat better than most of anybody. <laughs> yeah. I remember the, the trick was this. I'll give you guys the, the trick. It was just like, hey, uh, I wanted to, first of all, reserve signs on the booths. Mm-hmm. Always. Always. Nothing's hand, reserved. Handwritten, damn it. Nothing's <laughs> reserved. Hey, I'd like to get one of those boots. Wow, well, they're reserved. And, like, and then they slide you the money in the handshake. Hey, you think you can do anything? And you don't look at it there. You're like, let me go see what I can do. And then you go behind the curtain. They say what they gave you. If they gave you enough, you say, come on. If they yeah. gave you like four bucks, you'd be like, ah, sorry, I can't really do it for you. Four dollars. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? Watching Shecky Green? <laughs> and then, oh, made so much money. All right. We, yeah. It was, it was fun, though. It, it was, was a fun, fun place. It was. And I'm telling you, it was like, it was, it was just handed down from yeah. manager to manager and, and how to do it. And I'm glad it's still going. Yeah. yeah. All right, it you is. guys. Where can we find you guys? Uh, you can go to rickramoscomedy.com, and that you can hook up with my podcast, Watch This with Rick Ramos, and uh, you can hook up with me on social media through that. Sounds great. Yeah. Franchi? Laugh Factory Long Beach. Uh, any any place that uh, has uh, people that don't smoke weed, because there's more for me. <laughs> All right. There you go. <laughs> Aaron, thanks a lot. Good to see you, buddy. I feel like I haven't seen you in a long time. Yep. Absolutely. Thank you very much for having Hold on. I'm not saying that. goodbye yet. Oh, okay. All right. I wanted to talk to Aaron because Aaron looked like he was a little irritated today. No, I'm fine. You sure? Yeah, I'm totally fine. All right. You mad at me? I didn't get a taco, but I'm fine. There's still tacos out there. You think so. All right. No, they're all gone. All right, all the tacos are gone. (laughs) Again, what's what makes this the greatest podcast? You guys got tacos. Got fed. I know. Can't complain about that. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks a lot for having us. Appreciate it. it. I really do. Come see these guys when they come to your town. They're very funny. Thanks for listening. You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns And fees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs and Blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette <laughs> Drunks in the front, making out for your set And middle acts doing blow more missing merch and Drive the rental car past another mega church and Juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone One big law and order marathon